Welcome to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and this is a podcast about minimalism, sort of. It's a podcast about how living with less stuff and less distractions can help us focus on what's most important. So what you'll find here, of course, we will talk to cluttering and living with less, but we'll also talk about the important things in life and how to approach them intentionally. We'll approach topics of motherhood, home life, relationships, work, our health, and the important things in general that fill up our days. And what you won't find here, a perfectionist version of minimalism. I'm a mom, a full-time teacher, and a podcaster, and I've found the version of minimalism that you may find on Instagram or Pinterest to be unattainable. We aren't minimalism purists here. We're simply focused on living with less in a way that's realistic to us. It's a version of minimalism I personally like to call minimal-ish. The goal is not living with less for the sake of less here, or to make sure our homes make us look like a minimalist. The goal is living with less in a real way so that we can have more time and space and energy to focus on what matters most. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. Today I am bringing you a guest episode with Sharon Marcus of The Realized Home. And we are talking all about decorating in a way that is simplified and that actually fits us and tells the story of our family. We're also talking a little bit about seasonal decor. So if you are feeling festive and you want to decorate, but you want to keep it minimal and you don't want to feel over cluttered in your home that is decorated for the holidays, then keep listening all the way till the end because we do talk about that too. But today, Sharon is really diving in and giving us some practical tips on not only how to decorate and keep it minimalish, but also how to decorate, but also how to find our decorating style. I am not super gifted in the home decor area. Like I'm not great at figuring out what I like and how to decorate our home and how to kind of put together decor that makes sense. Sharon's tips actually made sense to me and helped me think about it in a very realistic and simplified way that does not require me to go out and buy a bunch of like random things at home goods. So I think you're going to love this episode, whether you already love home decor and decorating, or it's an area where you struggle, but you want to make your home feel more cozy and styled. Either way, you're going to love this episode. Let me quickly tell you a little bit more about Sharon before we dive in. She's an interior designer based in northern New Jersey, an aesthetics research journalist turned decorator and longtime minimalist, and her focus is on intentional design at all price points. She believes that the things in your home should serve you and bring you joy to look at and reflect who you are as a family. She's going to tell you all a little bit more about her journey from journalist to interior designer and then give us all the practical tips. I really love this conversation. I love talking to Sharon, and I know you're going to love hearing from her. So let's dive right into my conversation with Sharon. Well, Sharon, I'm so excited to finally have a conversation with you, like face-to-face. It's not in person, of course, but th- thank goodness for Zoom. We can do it like from, you know, far away from each other. So I'm, I'm so excited because I feel like we have you know, known each other via the internet for a while. And I'm just really excited that you get to share with minimalist listeners all about interior design and decorating. So can you first, before we get into all of that, could you tell our audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, like how you got into design and decorating? Sure. Well, 
likewise at first and thank you for the opportunity uh, i have followed you for a long time on social media and it is nice to finally be chatting um so i am a northern new jersey certified interior decorator and a mom and a wife and all the other things <laughs> who owns a company called the realized home and it's really about helping clients to realize their home's full potential both aesthetically and functionally uh getting there was a bit of a winding journey uh, as many of us take i started as a creative writer and a journalist who specialized in aesthetics research. I started out in the editorial world as a fashion reporter for a trade publication where I was going to shows and I was writing about fabrics and techniques. And then I was an assistant beauty editor where I spent a lot of time researching product and staging bottles for photography and writing those spend safe pages that you always see at the front of the magazine. And that started to feel after a while dramatic. And uh, so I jumped ship for an administrative spot and motherhood. And on my New York City commute, when I was off maternity leave, and going back to my administrative spot, I started to avidly read minimalist writing, uh, probably because young motherhood paired with a commute equals overwhelm. <laughs> and this was about maybe 15 years ago. So we're talking about the early bloggers, like the Leah about of Zen Habits and the Courtney Carver of Be More With Less and Joshua Becker. And I feel like their writing kind of brought me sanctuary in streamlining you know my whole life was try to do more with this imaginary amount of time being a mom and a full-time manhattan commuter so it wasn't until i really started giving my head to the minimalish you know way of thinking that i started to realize that less is more and that intentionally planning our home from how we store things to how we decorate could help us enjoy the precious time we have here so much more. So with all this insight, I did nothing. I had another kid <laughs> and I started a home renovation and I started to get the itch to write. So I started to Instagram it. And that's, I think about when we connected, I was writing from a different handle. Now I'm the Realized Home LLC, but then I was the mom renovation. And I was sharing everything that I was learning from the contractors and how to live through a renovation and how to declutter as you were renovating for your newly revised space. And it uh, started to grow organically. And people started to ask me, what are you going to do with this platform? And I said, I wasn't really sure. And then they would say, well, can you help me with my house? And then I was so excited to do that. So I was like, hold on here. You know, this all kind of makes a lot of sense. Seems like pieces are coming together. And so um, that's when I, you know, created the business and the platform with um, the intention of mindfully pulling together a home that's both reflective and functional at all price points and teaching how to blend the spend and the save and share all the great resources that I would find along the way. So it's a mix of the journalism that I had always done. And if you follow me online, you know that if I like a product, it is 100% my true opinion because I, I still hold myself to those journalistic standards. I have very intentionally turned down any sponsorships in an effort to remain unbiased. And everything is very transparent and organic. Everything I post on my grid is my own and 
I share something from another creator in a story, it's always properly credited. So I'm almost two years into the process and I love it. It's amazing like how your journey has come from, you know, 15 years ago, you said is when you started learning about minimalism Mm-hmm. And you use that with like all the other things that you're professional at to dive into this world of design and decorating versus journalism, which seems like two totally different worlds, but I see how they connect for you. <laughs> decorating and minimalism also kind of seems like a dichotomy, but there is an intentionality that you can impart into your decorating that will make such an amazing difference to your home. And I feel like it's so often not spoken about that I felt like we had something a little unique. Yeah. And I think that's what I want to talk about today is, you know, how do we tie together decorating and minimalism? Because when it comes down to it, like when we move into a home or a home, if we're, we've been in a home for a long time and we decide to declutter it, we might realize that, our decorating style in the past is not us or is feels cluttery. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what do we do? Because we don't necessarily want to live with blank walls before we really get to like dive into the how to, what is your philosophy on decorating? Like, how is it different because of how you're viewing it through the lens of minimalism or like a minimal-ish kind of style? So I'm, I'm a firm believer that the things in your house should serve you and bring you joy to look at and reflect who you are as a family. You know, forget trendy. It's what you love. Maybe there's a few trendy pieces mixed in if that's what you like and what works, but no one wants to live in an obvious mass market home goods, right? No one is not knocking home goods. A few sprinkle of nice things is nice, but it's not a look, right? So if you make calculated choices, instead of just jumping on a trend and embracing a look, your space can continue to look very up-to-date and timeless. So changing a few accents over time and investing in key pieces, and it seems obvious, but if we own less things, we can also own nicer things, right? And pay more attention to the quality of things. Uh, there's a bit of a science of, you know, where to spend and where to save. And so that's kind of the journey I take my clients on, like to educate how we can use their budget to their best advantage. Um, these days, you can really buy a chair at any price point from bottom dollar retail to custom trade pieces. And that is very overwhelming to the regular consumer. So if we educate as we go and it's a more casual, stress-free experience, you know, where I show up in my gym clothes and I feel like an old friend and I'm not coming in dressed up and expecting you to, you know, rise to the price point of my vendors, then I feel like I'm able to service a whole niche of families who would love help decorating, but don't have the budget for all custom and who don't necessarily want to sign on with an in-store design rep who's going to give them a look that looks like a brand. Well, I love that philosophy and I am just excited to dive more into like, what can it look like? Um, You know, like I said, if we have a decluttered home, And we want to then take the next step to make our home our own and, you know, 
not have to fall into trends or anything like you were talking about. Um, how do we decorate with a minimalist mindset? Since minimalism doesn't have to mean blank walls, like you said before, it like seems like it would be counterintuitive minimalism and decorating, like they don't go together. But of course, that this podcast isn't about, <laughs> you know, blank walls and that type of minimalism. This podcast is about just how less can be better. So how can we decorate in a minimalish way? So I love this question. I, I came up with a set of questions that you could ask yourself when you're starting at the beginning. So if you're moving into a new house and you feel like you've got that fresh start, you're really ready to start committing yourself to the decorating portion now that your decluttering is done, here's a, here's a few things you might be able to ask yourself. And I can send you that list if you want to share it with everyone. Um, first is what what do I actually need to be comfortable? And can we make those pieces aesthetically appealing? So a neutral sectional that's super cozy and fits everyone and a pop of color on a chair. So the room feels lively and inspiring. A, a coffee table that's durable and maybe has a place to store the remote or some kids toys or some of the pet toys underneath. So everything is on hand when you gather without it looking cluttered all the time. If we love the items that we functionally need, we don't feel the urge to pile so much on top because we hate the couch, right? <laughs> you need less, fewer decorative elements when you love the key pieces. So that's number one. Um, number two, you can ask yourself, what, what do I want this room to feel like? So I borrowed this kind of two word idea from Luann Nigara, who runs a podcast called The Well-Designed Business. Uh, she had once spoken about uh, using one descriptive adjective and one style word and putting those together and making that kind of the, the feeling of your space, right? So everything that you put in your space should fit that description in some way. For example, uh, I just worked on a townhouse and our space was going to read as refined industrial, right? So that means it's gonna be lovely and upscale, but it's also going to have clean lines and some iron, maybe some medicine bulbs, right? We did an awesome dark wooden long dining table with a navy blue banquette in a super durable fabric because she has kids. And do you know company, uh, companies like West Elm are making contract grade, like durable banquettes in the fabric of your choice? You can order it right online. It's amazing what, what's being offered. Um, but the whole baseball team can fit around it for pizza. And it's also like an amazing spot to host late night drinks for her friends after the kids are in bed. And it both reads as kind of like very chic and refined, but also industrial. Uh, now, if she walks into a store and she sees a multicolored raffia basket, she can ask herself, is it refined? No, not really. Is it industrial? Mm, no, not really. It makes it easy to say that maybe that's a great piece, but maybe that's not a great piece for this exact space. So it helps things stay cohesive. I love how that question and like at first when you were talking about the you know putting those words together and styling around that I was like oh I'm I'm not good at interior design how would I do that but 
the way you just described that of just like using it to help yourself like not pick up the things that right. even though you like them, they just like aren't going to fit and they aren't going to make that cohesive feeling to your room right. or your home. It it makes so much sense how that can kind of weed out like all the extra and help you maybe not buy as much stuff. Right. If your two words are clean beach house, right, then you're going to be drawn to the glass and the blue and the sheer. And if you're going to pick up something that's like a heavy green luxie velvet well maybe that's a beautiful fabric but maybe it's not for that exact space yeah i love it okay continue <laughs> so uh, number three would be how can i make this room feel more like us like we live here not anybody lives here right so there's never been an easier time to do this i feel and to do it affordably because there are so many online resources and so many that are free. I mean, you can, I just lost my train of thought, but <laughs> you can create your own text art, like on Canva, you can send it off to Framebridge. You can turn your kid doodles into a wallpaper and send it off to someplace like Spoonflower. You can call up a free, awesome photo from some European archive that is free to access and get a picture of like something that relates to your family, like a street in Sicily that your grandmother grew up on and frame it, print it in black and white, put it above your espresso machine. You know, it's just, it's creativity. It's, it's, it, you don't need deep pockets to make a room interesting um, or personal. Um, there's, there's just so many options to my husband indulges me by listening to me ramble on sometimes he is not into decor. <laughs> and I was saying last night that, um, wasn't it amazing that how many options there were for finding this cool depiction of a New York deli that my client wants to put above their bar area. And I was like, well, I could get a digital print and I could frame it on the cheap, or I could do a photograph, or I could get an artist rendition off Etsy, or I could write one of the artists that I've connected with on social media, and I, I could have them do something custom. And he's just like, I love you. Stop. Let's watch Seinfeld and go to sleep. But, you know, there's, there's just, there's so much possibility out there. And then the fourth question that I would ask yourself is, what can I take out of this room that is no longer serving us? Because even if you've only lived somewhere for a week, there is at least one thing that you have either used up or you've grown out of, or you no longer really like it. And those things pile up quickly and then you're back to where you started. So keep it as a constant process, get rid of it or pass it on to somebody who can use it. And the things you still love will have more visual space and you therefore will appreciate them more. Clutter is visual overwhelm and anyone listening to your podcast probably already knows that. Yeah, that's so good. I love all of those questions. And I am definitely, you know, I like decorating, but I'm kind of challenged at the same time. <laughs> like I, I love looking at things that I can gather and, you know, hang up in my home or whatever, but I, I don't usually, I used to just buy things before minimalism and be like, this will fit somewhere. And now I feel like I'm just like frozen because <laughs> I just, I don't want to bring the wrong thing. So, you know, a lot of what you just said kind of helps that feeling that I'm feeling, but also I especially love number three because I have struggled. Like we need to put pictures up in our house. We've been here for over two years and we still haven't put many pictures up because 
I just feel like, okay, well, yeah, you can just like frame family pictures, but I, you know, there's gotta be more, there's gotta be more ways to, to personalize things. So I just, I just love that. Thank you for all the resources. I'm pleased your family loves to vacation. That brings back good memories. You might have an inside joke with your husband about watermelon and you might find like an artistic painting of like a watermelon slice or, you know, and, and the great thing is that it doesn't have to be in big investment. Um, it's only a nail hole. You can change your mind. Or sometimes if you use a command hook, maybe not even a nail hole. <laughs> so it can evolve with your family. Yeah, that's so true. Thank you for that encouragement. Because <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm so like frozen on, on the decorating. So this conversation <laughs> is definitely much needed for me. Um, okay, so what about like actually finding that decorating style that fits our family? Because all of your tips are so helpful. Like if we kind of know what we want, like if you're frozen, like me, (laughs) how do we maybe find what we might want, what might fit our home, what might fit our family? So your style is not my style and it's not my friend's style, right? Everybody is different. Maybe they're similar because you're friends, but we all have different experiences. So Maybe you have a picture that evokes a place that you've been or that you love to go in the world, or maybe you have a bowl on your table that was passed down from generations, and maybe that can be a starting point. Maybe there's a texture, maybe there's a color, maybe there's a hint of something you really love that you can then build off of and bring into what is otherwise... um, a a neutral space with texture that you can, that can easily change over time. You know, often I will have a client that says, I don't know my style or I like all the styles. And that's why I feel like nothing in my house goes together because it feels like a jumbled closet feels like, well, five years ago, I loved this and I bought that. And then, you know, three years ago, it was like, into the modern farmhouse thing. And I bought that, and, you know, now I'm kind of into, you know, the, these modern, you know, curves, but I don't know, know if that goes with everything else. Right. And we're going to figure this out together. Right. So that's, if you truly love something and over time you buy the things you truly love, they naturally start to go together. It's when you try to emulate a Pinterest picture right over time. And then you kind of like life gets busy and you stop and you pick another Pinterest picture, you pick it back up again. That's when things like start to feel like the closet that's like five different sizes and five different lives and and feels like a jumbled closet, right? So if you, um, you don't want to make it look nice and soulless. You want to say, just make my house look nice. You want it to speak to you. So, you know, don't buy the live, laugh, love, sign unless you really love it. You know, I mean, wait until you see something that you are actually excited about to where you're like, I didn't know, but if I was actually going to be excited about a piece of decor, but I actually really love this. That's the right piece for you. That's the piece that can be your anchor and that you can build off of just thoughtfully evaluating everything you purchase. Don't rush to fill a blank wall. Wait until you find that thing. You will always be happy you did. One good tip is if I asked you, you know, what one piece of furniture or decor in your house it, that you, what would you truly buy again tomorrow? And that's a good starting point. So give that piece, piece a place of honor and build off it. Or another thing to consider is what season you're living through right now, right? I mean, do you have toddlers? If so, this is 
not your moment for a glass coffee table, right? <laughs> You're living a round edge life for a while, right? And do you have older kids and they're running in and out and you need a mudroom or an entry point, you know, where things need to be easily found and grabbed. So maybe we store bottled water in a cubby that's right next to the sports equipment, or maybe you have elderly relatives and they come and visit and stay with you. So we're not going to choose low profile lounge chairs or bed that they can't get up from easily. Um, a lot of common sense, but you'd be surprised how often these things are overlooked amongst the overwhelming to make your house look nice or finished. Yeah, that is, that makes it so much simpler to just think like, <laughs> hey, what makes sense for my season, but, and also pay attention to what you actually gravitate towards. And I love that question of what is something I'd buy again, because that even simplifies it even more. I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but I want to take a quick break to thank the sponsors that are making it possible. You may have heard me talking about Cozy Earth recently, and that is because Cozy Earth sheets are giving me some of the most comfortable sleep in my life. And they now also make extremely comfortable loungewear as well. Cozy Earth has developed and crafted high quality goods with responsibly and sustainably sourced materials from the earth. Cozy Earth women's loungewear is crafted from the same breathable and luxurious material as their bedding. Plus, Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's favorites list for four years in a row, and they have a 10-year warranty on all of their products. Their sheets are softer than cotton and made from soft and sustainable viscous from bamboo fabrics. One of my favorite things about them is that they are temperature regulating. So they keep you cool all night long. And I often get hot in the middle of the night, but I do not have that problem as much with Cozy Earth sheets. They offer a 100 night sleep test, which means you can try these sheets for 100 nights. And if you don't love them, you can send them back for a full refund. But I know you'll love them. I know you'll be keeping these sheets. And Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today. 35% off site-wide when you use the code MINIMALISH. If you want the coziest bedding, bath, and apparel, go to CozyEarth.com and use code MINIMALISH for 35% off. You know there's a fantastic person out there who will improve your business, but the trick is to find them. For a hiring partner that will help you find this person, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find top-rated talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. One thing I love about Indeed is the virtual interview. It makes hiring so easy when you can do it all in one place. And Indeed's virtual interviews save you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent all in one place. Indeed's virtual interview tool works straight from your browser. Indeed knows that when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in their database matching your job description. Visit indeed.com minimalish to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash minimalish, indeed.com slash minimalish. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I also want to thank Mixups. You've probably heard me talking about Mixups lately, and that is because Mixups is saving my hydration right now. Mixup supplements use clinically studied ingredients and dosages, and they're easy to use every day. You just mix them in with your water and enjoy the great flavors. Their Gambrew Energy Drink helps your mind and energy without any added caffeine or stimulants. The One Shot Water Amplifier provides three grams of fiber, electrolytes for rehydration, and an immunity boost blend. 
and little sh exclamation mark ts is a special blend of fiber and magnesium to support digestion and motility i absolutely love the one shot water amplifier i use them every day and i like to switch up the flavors but they help me stay hydrated especially as i've been postpartum and breastfeeding i need the extra hydration and the extra minerals so i am extremely thankful for mix-ups and the way that it helps me with that so let's be clear, Mixups helps you feel your best and pee your best. Right now, my listeners can get 20% off your first purchase, but only when you go to the special URL, which is mixups.com slash minimalish. That's M-I-X-S-U-P-P-S dot com slash minimalish. Don't wait, get 20% off today at mixups.com slash minimalish. So I'm also excited because we are kind of towards the time of year where we are thinking about decorating a little bit extra. What do you do about holiday decor? What are your suggestions when it comes to um, holiday decor in general? Uh, Do you have any tips on making our homes feel festive, but not maybe overdoing it because it can get visually, you know, stressful in these times of year as well if we overdo it? Yes, of course. Everybody's everybody's enthusiastic to make your house feel festive and warm and cozy, but there is um, there is a way to keep it from going overboard. So it's a great question. Um, the great news is that if you're starting with an already somewhat minimal space, little additions make a big difference. So think about one of your relatives who's a keeper. There's a shelf that has a million things right? And when you look at it, you're not really able to appreciate any piece in particular, even though really quality pieces, they start to look like knickknacks, right? So if your space is already fairly spare, that's a great starting point for a little to go a long way. So first for the holidays, I love living things, plants, texture, items from nature. So be it pine cones or leafy branches, pumpkins, poinsettias or holly around Christmas, those will add to the seasonal feel of things and make a house feel cozy. And at the end of the season, they don't have to be stored, which is nice. So they're not adding to your clutter. They will look luxe for less um, and just keep them looking real and fresh or realistic looking if your pets eat your plants. Um, If you like to change out your pillows and be festive that way, maybe you get quality inserts and swap out your pillow covers. So then you're not storing the bulk. If you buy the same size for each season, and it's also easier to clean them. So you can buy an 18 by 18 inch square pillow and you'll want a 20 by 20 insert, right? You always want to by one size bigger, it makes it fluffier and nicer looking. <laughs> so you can buy those covers. Maybe some of them are a little more autumnal. Maybe some of them are a little more spring and you can, you can swap them out without having to store the whole big bulky pillow. Um, another idea is that scent plays a big role in making our home feel a certain way. So if you light some candles or fresh seasonal foliage is in, or you boil some water with cinnamon sticks or lemon or whatever, that's such a great way to greet guests. Um, It's using all of your senses to decorate for the holidays, right? So there's the texture, but there's also the scent and there's the visual. There's, There's so much. So my 
favorite scent personally is those woodsy burning leaves for the fall. Uh, so that's always my, I'm always looking for the candle that mimics that most authentically because it reminds me of when I was growing up in England and I'm just 10 years old riding my bike when I smell that smell. So there are different scents that conjure up. It's one of your strongest memory recalls, right? So keep that in mind as another element you can add with, without adding clutter. Um, invest in things that you're buying or creating a tradition uh, because not just because they match, right? I mean, maybe there's something that you intend to do with your kids every year. So maybe you want to invest in an extra nice piece that you can then hand down, but just, you know, bring that intention towards the decorating and not just go crazy when you see the target bin area, because it's always so tempting, right? I mean, how do they do that? You always go in and you want everything. And so it's like, resist. <laughs> it's, it's hard to, because I think, you know, the stuff is, it, a lot of it is very beautiful. And it, that as soon as that time of the year comes, we're like ready to be festive. A lot of us are at least. So we're like, Oh, we want it. And um, we want to add it to our home. Like a beautifully decorated entry. Maybe all you need is one white pumpkin. Maybe you don't need an entire bin that you then have to store in your garage for another year. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Well, those are such great encouragements for the holiday season coming up. I've I've always struggled. I feel like over the years, I have pared down a little bit more and more and more. And then I ended up with like nearly nothing because I realized I didn't really like a lot of the things I bought in the first place because I it was before minimalism. I was like, I need everything here that I see as soon as I walk into, you know, home goods or uh, Joanne fabrics or whatever. So it's nice to kind of have that new mindset going forward. If we have decluttered our stuff, or if we are wanting to, to declutter it, that it doesn't always have to be stuff that we're using to decorate. Um, I fully agree with the scent. I feel like that's my favorite thing is when it smells like festive, like it smells like whatever you think, of, you know, during that season. Um, right. Well, I, I've loved this conversation. It has given me so many tips, like truly I needed help. <laughs> so thank you. I was just about to say, I have gained, I feel like so much just from following you on Instagram as well. So um, where can our listeners find you? Um, I can most easily be found. My main platform is Instagram at the realized home LLC. I also have a website that I'm in the process of updating called therealizedhome.com. And those are really the two best avenues. Yeah. And I, I love following along with you there. Okay. So before we get to like my two questions that I ask every guest, do you have any last encouragements, takeaways that you, you want to share when it comes to decorating interior design, keeping it simple? I can always talk more, Desiree. Yes. So don't let other people sway your taste. Don't let Pinterest brainwash you. I love Pinterest, by the way, but don't let it brainwash you. You you are you. And that's amazing. And that should show. When I speak to clients and they say, well, you know, which picture on this grid really reflects the style you create the best? I say, none of them. Because my style is, is in my house. And all of these were the styles my clients wanted to create in their house, right? If I do this job right, it should feel like you've been reading Architectural Digest for 10 years and I was never here, right? It should feel very personal to you. So also remember, 
the rooms in magazines and photo shoots don't look like that in reality. There is a stylist. Things are added. Things are removed. Don't hold yourself to an impossible standard where real people and we live real lives and our houses look like real homes. So do the things that make it simple for your family to function optimally. Put the basket where you naturally drop the blankets, not just because it would photograph nice in the other corner, right? Otherwise it's never gonna get used. Don't buy something just because it's a great deal. It's not necessarily a great deal if it's gonna take up your space at any price. And who determined that that was a great deal, right? The, the more I dive into this business, the more arbitrary price points seem because you can get fantastic things for low prices. You can get things that are obviously not made of great quality, but because they're a certain brand, a very high price is charged for it, right? Um, expensive is not always better. And we've all seen very expensive art that we feel like we could have created ourselves, right? And then there are hand-tied coils and a piece of upholstery that really does make it superior and an heirloom, but because it doesn't look brand new, maybe it's not valued the same way. So take your head out of the price point game and choose the things that speak to you irrespective of whether they're marked down. Just don't, don't play that mental game. And lastly, I would say to um, take the kids on the creative journey with you. I think it's a great skill to foster with them and to allow them to reflect themselves in their own spaces or help choose a dominant color or, you know, for kids room, you know, doing a, a light theme is fine, but just spend less on the items that you think are necessary, but temporary in style. And it turns out to be like a really great creative moment for them. Well, I love all of those tips that you shared. Um, thank you so much. Again, like I said, this has been really helpful for me. I know it's going to be um, helpful and just super practical for anyone listening in, but I do have two questions that I love to ask every guest. And the first one is what is something that you're simplifying right now? Uh, paper. Paper is my nemesis. I am trying to go digital, but I get busy with other things and other projects. And as a decorator, there are so many samples and catalogs and other things that come in to keep in order that it's very easy for the paper to get pushed to the side and the filing cabinet to go a bit haywire. And I dream in this sense of like being the like Colin Wright, the minimalist who had like 52 things and he had his backpack and he could just like travel the world. And how amazing would it be if the whole business was online and you every paper and you could just do it from anywhere. And wouldn't that efficiency be incredible, but not quite there yet. That's awesome. Well, I, I feel like paper is always a good thing to be simplifying. And then my second question is what is something that you're loving right now? Something that I'm loving right now is, um, this is, this might sound lame, but I love this cleaner. <laughs> it's a Mrs. Myers multi-surface and it's in the fall leaf scent, not a surprise after what we've been talking about, but I love that you can use it everywhere, that you can use it on the sealed stone and you can use it if your kids spill something on the wood and you don't have to keep out like 30 different bottles for 30 different surfaces. And it just has a scent that makes me 
happy to be in autumn. Yeah. I love a good everything cleaner. And I think I've seen other people talking about that one and saying it smells really good. So I need to go find it. Where did you get it? I think I got this one off target. Okay. Uh, Widely available. And it's one that my family pretty universally accepts. There are other scents that I've, I've met with, uh, what's the right word i'm my husband i type if i spray lavender in the bathroom he's like no i was like okay no more lavender products so but this this one is uh loved by all that's great okay well thank you for that recommendation and thank you so much for your time today it was just great to get to have a conversation and uh like i said these have been just amazing tips so thanks again for for being here and for coming on the show no, it was my pleasure after, after following your minimalist journey for so long, I'm, I'm excited to uh, play a small part in, uh, in sharing everything with, with the others who love you as well. So I know I said this in my conversation with Sharon, but I really am challenged in this area. And especially since we moved to our most recent home, which was over two years ago, I have not put much up on the walls. This episode has definitely encouraged me to take some action and make our home more personalized. I love Sharon's tips of just like decorating with things that are meaningful to you and your family, whether that is a picture of a favorite vacation spot or a location that's meaningful to you in some way or actual family pictures or drawings your child made made into wallpaper. Like what a cool idea so many ideas, so many great resources. It actually has me feeling confident to make some moves on the blank walls of my home right now. I hope you feel the same way and take some action in making your house feel more like a home and feel more like you. And I also hope this episode helps you say no to things that even though you think they're beautiful, they just don't fit your style. That's another thing I really took away from this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode and if it was helpful to you, I would so appreciate it if you'd share it to a friend. You can just screenshot what you're listening to right now on whatever podcast app you're using. You can share it out on Instagram or send it to a friend that you think would enjoy it too. I am super grateful anytime you share the show. So thank you for taking the time to do that. That is all I have for today's episode. It is hard to believe that we are right at the end of October right now. November, December, the holiday season is right around the corner. So we will be diving into that over the next several weeks. I know we kind of already started today, but I hope you are ready to continue getting a little festive around here. Thanks for being here and listening in. And I will talk to you right back here again next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.